Week five is in the books. Colorado has shown us once again that USC's defense is not where they would like it to be. And I have some words for Pat McAfee. You are locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights and soon-to-be-mostly-team-free, but until then, beloved and loaded Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please, and thank you wherever you're listening to or watching this reaction show of Locked On Pac-12. Appreciate everybody out there. Let's start with the big game. And look, there are other games to get to. More coming on that on a Monday show. I didn't want to condense things down. But I got a word for Pat McAfee and the College Game Day crew later. And let's just say I'm not particularly thrilled with what they had to say earlier this morning. But nevertheless, Colorado at halftime was down 34-14. to 14. Now, I put USC in my Pac-12 prime picks. I thought it'd be tough for Colorado to keep it around. I was feeling pretty good about that selection at the half. And then Alex Grinch happened and Shadur Sanders happened. Now, we knew that Shadur Sanders is a good quarterback. That's not new information. He had a bad game last week against an opponent that was superior. And here he was again against another superior opponent. His team is not as good as USC. His team is not as good as Oregon. He is really, really good. And he played very well once again. And I think that his talent is obvious to everyone. But one thing that is overlooked for him and for Coach Prime as well, because there are a lot of people that don't like him. I know a lot of you think I'm one of those people. You believe whatever you want. I'm going to come on here and give my opinions one way or the other. There is a culture of belief on that Colorado sideline. It may be over the top. It may be an irrational belief, but it's a belief. Because here comes USC, and they're throwing it all over the field. They're running all over the field. Colorado's defense is terrible, which we also already knew. And they're down 20 points at the half. They could have rolled over, just said, you know what? We got a more winnable game next week. Let's just take care of business there. Let's focus on that. Let's, let, let's go in that direction with things. No, they didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't do that at all. They realized a couple of things. Number one, USC's defense stinks. That's the first thing. Second thing, Colorado does, in fact, know how to score points. And they were just facing what appears to be, based on all the other information, a good Oregon defense. We'll find out how good in a couple weeks when they go to Seattle and play Washington. More on that game later on the show in the show as well. But how many times, you know, I've, I've gotten the sense before that there are some USC fans, there are USC coaches, there are USC players who are tired of getting asked questions about the defense. That was something that the Pac-12 Network commentators, I remember them saying against uh, San Jose State in week one, USC's tired of being asked questions about the defense. You know why the questions continue getting asked? Because it isn't any good. It's never been any good. How on earth how on earth 
Did that get down to a one possession game with just inside of two minutes to go? How did that happen? How, how, how on earth? Why did that happen? Because USC is still not able to play defense at a high level. I thought they played fine in the first half. Anything under 30, I would have said, that's a respectable performance. My final game score prediction was, I believe, 48 to, or 45 to 20. Final score was 48 to 41. Colorado last week against Oregon. And look, Lincoln Riley's a head coach. Your team is going to take on the uh, identity of your head coach. That's just kind of the way things go. There's going to be a little bit more of an emphasis there. So I expect Oregon to be a better defensive team, and I expect USC to be a better offensive team and to be more you know, influenced by Lincoln Riley's presence on that side of the ball. Same thing with Dan Landing at Oregon. So I don't expect USC's defense to be dominant. If they don't clean it up, it's going to cost them not a college football playoff spot, a Pac-12 championship game spot. Colorado has a great quarterback. They don't have a great offensive line, and they don't have great weapons. They have solid weapons, but their great weapon wasn't on the field. They found a new great weapon. Amazing that he got discovered against USC. I mean, this is just... It's got to be frustrating to be a Trojan fan sometimes and to just continuously think, okay... Now it's fixed. And this is only, of course, the second season of this uh, going on. But the, the, the Alex Grinch support from Lincoln Riley is just odd. It's just, I, I thought they should have let him go in the offseason. I thought they should have said, um, yeah, okay, let's, let's, let's go get Jim Leonard. Let's go elevate his profile. Make a pitch to him to say, look, he's a former head coach in D.C. at Wisconsin, highly regarded in both college and NFL circles as a defensive mind. He would have been my hire to go out and say, okay, you come to USC, we're going to contend for a college football playoff spot. If you make our defense good, it doesn't have to be great, but good, you're going to be a head coaching candidate. Now, Lincoln Riley wanted to stick with Alex Grinch, who I saw Mark Colkin of Locked On USC, maybe joking, maybe not, that he should have been tarmacked after the game, which for those who don't know, means that he should have been let go before he got on the team plane to come back home. Just, ah, yeah, you're not our DC anymore. Over 550 yards of offense you allowed to Colorado? Look, it's on the road. I'll grant you that. Why, why in the world, why in the world should USC be going to a Colorado team that got exposed last week against Oregon? Why should that game be close in the fourth quarter? Why was it close in the fourth quarter? I'm not looking at the USC offense here. They killed a decent amount of clock. A field goal kicker missed what should have been a makeable field goal. Yeah, you go look at the box score and say no points in the fourth quarter. Well, you put up 48 points. You put up 48 points. That shouldn't ever be a one-possession game. But this is now the, uh, I think, fourth time in the last two years, that USC has allowed over 40 points. Tulane, I think that's, that the final score of that game was over 40, if, my, if memory serves. Colorado and Utah twice. And guess what? When you go to Autzen Stadium and play Oregon this year, 
They know how to score. When you host Washington this year, they know how to score. And if Utah gets Cam Rising back, they're going to figure out how to run the football. That's maybe the most concerning thing here for USC and the problem defensively. Like, I know Shadur Sanders is really good. If you allow him to go for 280 to 300 yards, three touchdowns, they picked him off one time. You know, if you do that, I look at it and say, okay, you'll have 27 points or 24 points. And uh, Shador Sanders had a really good game. Well, he's a really good quarterback, so I can understand that. I'm not going to come on here and rip you for that. Colorado was dead last. Dead last. DFL, I'll let you fill in the blank there, in rushing yards per game. They went for 193. 193 yards for an offensive line that is not a high-level Power 5 unit for a running game that has had no modicum of success consistently this year. It has been an aerial assault propelled by the right arm of Shadur Sanders. I mean, this is is back-to-back weeks. Arizona State went on the road against Cal and put up 21 points. USC allowed more points to Arizona State than Cal. Well, but that game was played in Berkeley. Yeah, big home field advantage there in Berkeley. Big big advantage. Also, how much better should you be than Cal at USC? The answer is a lot. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say at this point. 28 points to San Jose State. We had questions. Back-to-back good performances. 14 to Nevada, 10 to Stanford. USC over the last couple of games is allowing 34.5 points a game to two teams that are going to finish combined well under 500. Colorado is going to fight to get to 500, and ASU is not going to sniff it. 34.5 to those two. What's Michael Panix going to do to you? I don't know. If Utah gets healthy, what are they going to do in the run game? UCLA knows how to run the football. Chip Kelly likes doing that. What are they going to do? I don't know. That's not... Um, that's not a good situation for USC's defense to be in. That you, you don't even, it's not like you just have to get better against the pass or just get better against the run. No, it's both. No, it's, 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 it's both. But Lincoln Riley wants to keep around Alex Grinch, and that's his decision. Pat McAfee made a decision, one that I found to be pretty disgusting, frankly. I thought it was not, not acceptable behavior. We call that out here on the show, and indeed we shall. I'll always call it Nutrafol's being a great product as well. Because look, if you are looking for a hair growth solution, Nutrafol is the place that you've got to be going because they've got proven hair growth technology. That is something that they have been really, really good at for, uh, frankly, quite some time. So, Nutrafol.com slash locked on college. You can get $10 off your first month subscription. You don't have to choose between your health and healthy hair. You don't. You absolutely positively do not. Go to Nutrafol.com slash locked on college. That's N U T R A F O L dot com slash locked on college. Nutrafol, go start regrowing your hair. Hair loss is not, in a, is not inevitable for men. Nutrafol, proof positive of that. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable. It's not. Take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science backed 
Perfect Hair Growth Supplement for Men. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com slash men, enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spell N-U-T-R-A-F-A-N-U-T. R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men. Enter promo code locked on college. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L neutrafol dot com slash men. Enter promo code locked on college. Neutrafol proven with hair growth. Second segment sips proven for quality shows. I want to talk about Pat McAfee and the college game day crew who uh, went off on Washington State. I know I have some Cougar fans out there. You know I've been a fan of yours in realignment. Uh, Can I make it inexplicably clear, Washington State fans and Oregon State fans, that on this particular matter, but especially the Cougs, I am 100% in your corner? So Pat McAfee was going off on college game day. And to be honest, I am not a big Pat McAfee fan. I miss David Pollack. And I was really upset they let Pollock go. I think he is polished. I think he is sharp, loves college football. I think Pat McAfee loves college football. I also think Pat McAfee said something that was really stupid. He at one point got to the quote, shut up, Washington State. I'm about sick of you. Were you flying the flag when they were 1-11 or 2-10? Yeah, Pat, they were. That's the point. I believe Saturday morning was the the 293rd consecutive appearance of Old Crimson on College Game Day, a tradition that has been chronicled on the very program that you work for, but you wouldn't take the time to know it because that would would require you to do some research, and boy, wouldn't want to make you do that on programs like Oregon State and Washington State, which are just, you know, top 15 teams in the country for my money right now. You'd probably have them unranked because they're Oregon State and Washington State, right? The level of disrespect that was shown towards Washington State specifically was unacceptable. Absolutely, positively ridiculous. He then went on as he was ripping the Cougs, and this was part of a back and forth that I'll uh, go at more in, or go in more depth on in just a moment. He said, quote, I want a West Virginia flag flying up there every single time. Well, guess what, Pat? Then you organize some alumni and make it happen because that's what Washington State has done. And they showed up year after year after year after year, Saturday after Saturday after Saturday, getting old crimson on game day. And it gets highlighted every game day. You know why? Because it's an awesome tradition. And it represents the very best of college sports. That a school up in the Palouse in Pullman, Washington, which you couldn't even locate on a map. I'd be surprised if you know where Washington is on a map, given the level of disrespect you showed to that state this morning on the show. That a place like that can generate a movement that catches the national attention to one day get college game day up to Pullman. And they went in 2018. Reese Davis tried to get uh, Pat McAfee to back off on it too because he was just all uh, he was all upset about it and then he uh, was kind of asked to backtrack not asked but Reese Davis was guiding him towards well you know they'll win you back he's like oh no no they won't what a schmuck I, I mean it was so ridiculous this all stems from Ryan Leaf and Washington State coach Jake Dickert 
taken shots at Lee Corso and the game day crew for their treatment of Washington State and Oregon State's matchup last week. So Lee Corso, a man who is an integral figure in my childhood, who I have an immense amount of respect for. And Pat was getting all defensive up up defensive of of him up there just well why would you come after lee corso why would you do this are they just supposed to roll over and take it they're already getting screwed in realignment they're suing to try and keep their athletic departments as well funded as they possibly can they're getting left behind through no fault of their own they've made the right decisions cal can't pack their stadium neither can stanford neither team is good they're going to a power five conference smu's never taken a snap of power five football They've bought their way into the ACC. Oregon State and Washington State are about to get left behind. And you're up there on college game day, the biggest platform in the sport leading up to the day of the sport that we all love. And people are making jokes about the game last week. And people are taking shots at those schools. And they're just supposed to roll over and take it? In in what world does that make any logical, coherent sense? The answer is it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I've, I fully respect Jake Dickert and Ryan Leaf for saying, man, that's not how you should treat Washington State. you got to be kidding me. We're a good football program. We've got great passion. We've got everything about it. And they're getting left behind in realignment. So Desmond Howard then went on, and this was almost worse. McAfee's, you know, furious rant about, oh, maybe we should get a flag. We should do all this sort of stuff, was just emblematic of how ridiculous of a character he can be. Absolutely ridiculous. For him to be like the, the comment that said it all was the where was the flag when they were one and eleven or two and ten? Was it up there? Yes, it was. But you wouldn't know that because you're not paying attention. So Lee Corso last week said something to the effect of what I interpreted as he referred to Oregon State and Washington State as the no one wants us bowl, which is a remark intended at the realignment situation they find themselves in, which is no conference wants them at this point in time. That does not appear to be happening. Hope it does. Does not appear to be happening. So Desmond Howard then goes on to come to his friend's defense. Again, I love Lee Corso. I, I mean, some of my fondest childhood memories are what I, I, I want to watch the headgear selection every Saturday. It is a marker for the beginning of the college football day since I was five years old. Desmond Howard came on and defended Lee Corso with the don't come at an old man because Lee Corso said that about Washington State and Oregon State. I didn't think it was a great comment and I understand Washington State people responding to it and saying, dude, that's not okay. That's not okay. That's not cool. Don't take a shot at us. Why are you portraying us like that? Why are we a joke to you? Why are we a punchline? What do we do to deserve that? Nothing. The answer is nothing. You didn't do anything to deserve that. And then Ryan Day responded to a comment from Lou Holtz. And Desmond Howard's response at both of them is, don't come at an old man. Then don't put him on TV. You don't get to go on television and be in public. And and, and just not be accountable for the things you said. That's not how the game works. Desmond Howard went on, why would you come after an old man? I don't know, because he's a big mouthpiece in college football. He's got a massive platform, and he's helping to frame the narrative around your school and your program and your university. And he was doing so in a negative light. Of course you should respond. Of course you should put your feet in the ground and say, hey, we're not going to stand for that. Hey, you should be better than that. 
this whole notion of, you know, let's protect Coach Corso. If you can't get out there and make statements that you can defend, then you shouldn't be on TV. Simple as that. Okay? Desmond Howard went on. He said, quote, you're going to come after these two legends, referring to um, Lou Holtz and Lee Corso, because they didn't pat your team on the back when they were doing bad, because they gave honest criticism of your team and what they saw. So now, Desmond, we're conflating the two comments. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? To go for a full-fledged defense of your colleagues or former colleagues at ESPN. Lou Holtz worked there once upon a time. You're going to come out and say that those comments were made in the same vein? They were not. And Lou Holtz is still a public figure. Because when he speaks, guess what? I know what his quote is. I know what he said about Ryan Day's team. Of course Ryan Day has a right to respond. It's ridiculous. And coming out and playing the old man card, playing the age card, you've got to be kidding me. I watched College Game Day every single morning, and I was repulsed by everything that I saw there, everything that I heard. Playing the age card? You, you, you cannot be serious. Why would you come at an old man? Because he is speaking in public. I am accountable for every single thing that I say on this show. I am fully aware of that. I look into this camera and talk to you all during football season six days a week. And I am conscious about what I say. I think about what I say. If I'm right, I'll tell you. And if I'm wrong, I will come on and I will own it. I'd like to think I always have. But I am accountable for the things I say. I don't get to hide from things. You don't see me playing the reverse age card. Well, I'm only 26. You know, I, 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 you, you, why, are you, why are you coming at a young kid like me? I'm just, I'm just trying to make it in the broadcasting world. I would never say that. That's some, that's some pansy crap. I, 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 that whole defense was so absurd. If he says things that you have to defend all the time or that you don't want to defend or you shouldn't attack this guy, then you shouldn't be on TV. If you can't handle criticism, you should not be in the public eye, okay? This would be like playing the age card for, for President Biden. If someone were to say, well, he's an old guy, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're the President of the United States. I don't care if you're 45 or 85. You are accountable for the things you say. And if you're going to be able to have a, a certain level of influence in the public sphere, or if you are going to have a microphone, whether it's this one I have in front of me, or the ones that the guys have wired up on college game day, or the one that President Biden holds from the Oval Office, whatever it is, if you can't take the heat, if you can't take the criticism, then don't make public comments because it influences the narrative. I mean, th this whole discussion was so ridiculous. He is no less accountable for what he said than I am here on this show. And I hold myself accountable for every single thing that I say. Always. And I always come on here with all of you and I try to be as honest and fair as I can. And I know a lot of you don't think that and that's fine. You make up whatever opinions you want. You can think of me whatever you like. I do not particularly care. But if you come at me with any sort of criticism, 
any sort of joke, any sort of mocking, anything at all. As long as it's accurate, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit here and take it and not say, oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to make it in the broadcasting world. Why you got to be so hard on me? No, that's not the way this works. You got to be able to take some heat. And if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be in the public eye in any way, shape, or form. All right. <laughs> Went on a little bit of a tangent there. Can you tell I'm fired up about that? I found that all to be pretty ridiculous. I'm fired about a fire. I'm fired up about eBay Motors though. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kicks, L- exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need, all of them, at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive ebay.com slash motors ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply well everything i do after that rant is just going to seem dispassionate and unlively but i'll try to match it. i want to close on this note uh speaking of college game day whose individuals i was just ripping for about 15 minutes here on the show and um i stand by every word that i said there Game day should be in Seattle on October 14th. We all understand that, right? Like, I'm not sitting here saying that game day is discredited, game day should be canceled. No, I think their host made comments that were incorrect or inappropriate, and I'm calling them out for such with whatever platform I have here and however many people this reaches. So in a couple weeks, the stage is set for Oregon and Washington. They're both 5-0. and They're both in the top 10. They're both going to be coming off a bye. They look like two of the best teams in the Pac-12. You could argue, um, depending on how Washington State plays at UCLA next week, could maybe argue that they look like the two best teams in the Pac-12 so far. USC's defense is struggle. Cam Rising still not back for Utah. I, I, I would double down on the power rankings that I had on, on Tuesday here on the show, which is Washington 1, Oregon 2. After that, look, might have to do that segment again next week. A couple people got upset. Washington State might need to be higher because <laughs> Washington State's got a pair of top 20 wins. Nobody else has got that. And they've looked really good doing it. They just haven't done it on the road. But they play at UCLA next week. Big, big game uh, for for the Cougars there. But you've got a rivalry. You've got Heisman quarterbacks. You've got or Heisman-capable quarterbacks, of course. Neither one has won the Heisman, obviously. But you've got programs that are going to the Big Ten together that don't like each other very much. Everything lines up for that to be a big-time showdown. I mean a big-time showdown. And I sure hope that game day is there. And hopefully, when they do show up, they don't show up and just start disrespecting Oregon State and Washington State, wherever they may be in their legal battle at that time. More news on that might be coming next week. You'll have to tune in to find out. You are locked on. Click the wrong button, but you know what? 
Sometimes it happens in my defense. It's almost one in the mornings I record this show. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.